Welcome in one, welcome in all. The Bill Michael Show. We continue on this hour, final hour of the program. Got a lot to 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 that we've noshed on today. Bucks get a big win last night, albeit not against a, a team in the Boston Celtics that was at full strength. But really, neither were the Bucks when you think about it. And uh, so the Bucks, they're now just a half game behind the Boston Celtics for uh, the best record in the NBA. In the meantime, the Badgers got a nice win last night. Uh, they, you know, even though they didn't hit a field goal in the last 10 plus minutes of the game, they were still able to overcome by hitting free throws and playing some really solid defense. Chucky Hepburn with a big steal down the stretch. And they got some quality minutes from everybody, defensively speaking. So that was nice to see. Maybe that could be some kind of a, a Big Ten jumping off point for them. And then you've got Marquette going up against Xavier, and that's for the top spot in the Big East as Marquette continues to have a very, very, very marketable, quiet season. Uh, I know the city of Milwaukee is more waking up and paying attention to it, but uh, I think uh, around the country they're now looking at Marquette going, okay, Shaka's got this thing on the right track. They're back and they're for real. The Horizon League, the UWM Panthers have played well this year, and maybe this is the start of some bigger and better things for them as well, college basketball. Uh, you love to see college basketball, everybody doing well all at once. It makes it, it makes for a much more exciting tournament uh, come NCAA, uh, you know, March Madness time. So I'm looking forward to that. And that takes us all the way into, you know, pitchers and catchers, daytime baseball, spring training, baseball, all that kind of stuff. And then we get uh, back into the NFL draft and just after opening day, and it begins our kind of unofficial start to the summer season. So I, I can't wait. I'm looking forward to all this stuff. It's uh, and then at some point, Buxatani Aaron's going to come out of the darkness and make his decision, and that's going to set off a whole chain reaction there. So there's a lot of good stuff going on. We are the hotbed, my friends. We have been for quite some time. We have been for quite some time. When you think about sports as a whole entity, for what we get to do, Ben, what you and I get to do for a living, it has been fantastic because we are in the the kind of the nexus of the universe. You know, the Brewers were uh, were a contender for quite some time. Now, hopefully they are this year, but they were a contender for quite some time, even going into COVID when Christian Yelich ends up signing that big contract. The Bucks are winning a chain. The Bucks won a championship. The Packers are always uh, an area of discussion. Badger football, while it was down, it became up again with Luke Fickle taking over, and they've had some success. So the Badger men's basketball program, you'd like to see them have more success, but Hopefully, eventually, they get that thing straightened out and get it right. And we had D3 is fantastic. Marquette's now going. After the Baldwin experience at UWM, that's now up and running. If we can just get, get Green Bay back in the map, we'd be really, really good. We're kind of we're blessed to live in this area. And we don't have multiple teams like New York or any other, you know, major market city for that matter. We're just, we're just, we're just Wisconsin, man. And we're kicking the hell out of everybody. Chicago has to look up to us, both in figurative and literal. Literal. Like it. Oh. Uh, by the way, Brett wants me to ask you, Ben, uh, are you more upset now or back when Duke beat UW? Now. Now? Okay. It's, it's not even close. Sorry. It's just like, <laughs> I've to be completely honest, Honest, I, I've never been more upset in my life. Which <laughs> never? might be which might be a good thing. Okay. I don't know. That passionate about the loss, huh? Just sucks. Okay. 
At what point do you think you begin to put this behind you? That's a good question. Tiger Woods plays golf this weekend. That is a good escape from it. Pitchers and catchers are reporting this week, maybe when baseball season starts. Do you see the uh, the picture from spring training, by the way? They must have had a hell of a rainstorm. I knew they were supposed to get yeah. rain. They must have had a hell of a rainstorm, like everything in the field area is underwater. So they must have got torrential. They call it, by the way, if they get a thunderstorm out there, it's not a thunderstorm. It is, quote, monsoon season. I learned that out. For, I learned that from natives. Yeah, I learned that from natives that live out there in the Arizona, out in Phoenix. So I said, well, we, what are your seasons? Because you guys really don't have a big, big, devastating winter. Uh, and when it comes to natural type of stuff, you're not on an earthquake fault. You don't get hurricanes here, tornadoes, maybe a sandstorm every now and then. They said, no, it's monsoon season. So what the hell is that? Well, we get thunderstorms, big thunderstorms, you know, that'll dump a couple of inches of rain. Oh, okay. It's kind of a common thing here living in the Midwest. You know, we get the, the monsoons, if you want to call them that, and tornadoes. But out there, when they get a couple of inches of rain... It, believe it or not, in a desert, it doesn't absorb. It doesn't just sink right in within, you know, a matter of seconds like it does here with the drainage systems and such. There's nowhere for some of this stuff to go, so it floods areas, and suddenly things that are looking like just rock-filled canyons become raging rivers and all of that. So, um, you know, I guess it is what it is. Every now and then you'll get, like in Flagstaff and some of the upper elevations, you get some snow. I got a guy, Rick says, my son got some snow in Tucson. Every now and then you'll get some crazy weather out there, but for the most part, they don't they don't see the dramaticness of season the way we do. That's for sure. Except for when it goes from, you know, seventy degrees to one hundred and twenty five degrees. They've had a few more of those lately. But anyway, um, Rick says also it's in the it, it sucks that Chicago is in the vortex of suckdom. <laughs> Correct. I'm not weeping for for Chicago. Not at all. Not at all. I, I'm not. I uh, I don't mind the Cubs going down. Uh, the White Sox, eh, I really don't care too much about the White Sox. Um, you know, if the White Sox win, they win. If they don't, they don't. But the Cubs, yeah, uh, for the most part. Now, I do know some Cubs people and Cubs fans that I like. Um, but for the most part, there are some really not obnoxious Cubs fans. Bears fans, eh, it's always just a great rivalry. It's a lot of fun. It's fun-spirited. But I'm not I'm not a fan by any stretch. Um, beyond that, what else is there? The Bulls? Eh. They're relevant, but they're not overly relevant. Blackhawks. I like the Blackhawks. But I, I like a lot of hockey teams. I don't really have a fan favorite there. What else is there? You know? There's not much more. What 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 else would you be a fan of uh, of the city for? The overwhelming pot smoke that fills the air as you walk down the street. Some of you may. <laughs> Who knows? Um, the the crime. You know, maybe. Maybe you're a fan of crime. If if that's if you're into crime busting, if you're a superhero, move to Chicago. The high taxes, the terrible traffic. Eh. I've been offered a couple of jobs there. I never took it. Never took it. Uh, 877-867-1678. You would have to pay me a lot of money to go to Chicago. I mean a lot of money to go to Chicago. I was tempted once 
I was tempted once. I had, and then I started to look into it, and I started to do the taxes, and I started to kind of look at the the cost of living and where the area they wanted me to live, and you know, there was even a promise of, hey, we'll get you a car to bring you into work and all that kind. And I'm like, eh. and then I think I would have been actually taking a pay cut had I moved to Illinois. And so I was like, eh, I don't really want to do that. Not only are you basically working for the same amount of money, but then you're changing your lifestyle. And I love it in Wisconsin. That's the reason I never left. That's the reason I never left. Uh, and Rick says even some of the colleges in, in Illinois suck. Now, uh, I will say there's a few of them, you know, I like. Loyola Chicago, I'm a fan of. Sister Jean, I don't mind her. She's a religious lady. I'm not going to get on her for anything. Give her a high five. Hope she doesn't break anything. Uh, they got Brad Bielema down there in Illinois. I have no problem beating up on beating up on Illinois. You can't, you can't really beat up on Northwestern. Northwestern is Northwestern. It's an academic institution with really high grass. <laughs> can't stand that, but it is what it is. Uh, there you go. Uh, this one's from uh, Cassidy. Cassidy says, uh, hey, unit, uh, the Waste Management Open was fun. I enjoyed going to both the Super Bowl and the WM. Uh, you're right, though. I did see a lot of drunk people, a lot of young drunk people that were all being arrested and or ticketed uh, and had to be removed from the gallery. They just wouldn't shut up. It was becoming annoying. And I'm 37 years old. Um, Cassidy, I, I, it's it's hard to... Because the golfers really liked it. Ben, was there a golfer that hated it? They all said it was a great atmosphere. Well, yeah, publicly. You know? I'm sure there are many inside that oh, don't I'm, like yeah, it. I'm, I'm like sure there's some people Rory, that didn't like Rory never plays Phoenix. Now he has to because of the new way they do the tour and all the elevated yeah. events. He doesn't like the whole atmosphere, boisterousness of the fans. Right. He'd rather but be in a foxhole playing golf. He doesn't come from here. He is the old, you know, European way of dignity and class and, you know, uh, appropriateness. And I, I completely understand and respect that. There is that portion of the game, but times are changing. Um, so I, I, I understand it. It was rowdy like that back when Tiger played it. Like, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago. It wasn't to this level of rowdiness, but when Tiger play, came back and played the Waste Management Open like 10 years ago, it was, it was pretty rowdy. I think it was 2008 or 2014. I can't remember which. But I remember it, the town was a buzz. I'm like, ah, Tiger's coming, Tiger's coming, Tiger's coming. And then when he showed up, the place was getting a little bit nuts back then. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't mind that crowd as long as it's not unruly. I love the cheering. I've always thought it should be, there should be some aspect of it. Tiger brought it back when Tiger was Tiger. Tiger brought that kind of enthusiasm. They wanted to explode. They just weren't allowed to explode. But I remember some of the, you know, walking when, when he was walking up 16, 17, and 18 in back-to-back championships at the Masters and just smoking the rest of the field. I mean, that place was erupting. You were watching something beyond greatness in the world of golf at the time. Uh, you know, that you know those galleries, and they grew, and they were following him. I mean, you know, everybody wanted to use the Arnie's Army type of uh, scenario, but you didn't dare do it out of the respect of Arnold Palmer. But it was beyond that. It was beyond Arnie's army. It was huge. The uh, the following that Tiger had and the fascination with Tiger Woods and uh, and what he was accomplishing because he was just torching golf courses in the field, and it was just amazing to watch. So it became a little more loud back then, but the Waste Management Open has taken on a life of its own. 
It just, it just has, it's, 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 it's wild. Uh, and I, I'll tell you this and you bring up a good point, Brett. Uh, it was mild mannered. It was a mild mannered Ryder cup when they were here. It was still boisterous. I'm, you know, sitting around, sitting around uh, nine and 18. It was, it was pretty raucous, but I don't think it with that three storied venue, they have around 16 at the waste management open. <laughs> There's, there's not much that compares to that. I'll just say that. There's not much that compares to that. 877-867-1670. There's a terrific company right here in our own backyard called Pindell. P-I-N-D-E-L. Go to Pindell.com. They are hiring quality manufacturing and machining process. If you want to do it the old way, if you want to learn robotics, if you start your own company eventually, they train you. They give you great benefits. It's a career. It's a lifetime. Not just If you don't like it, you don't like it. But if you go there and you really get into it and you really get into the company and they do great work and they continue to grow and expand, you grow and expand with them. They have a great 401k process uh, process as well. They've got terrific benefits. So get a hold of our friends at Pindell, P-I-N-D-E-L.com. Go to Pindell.com. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Michael show they uh, the Irish Cultural and Heritage Center they are excited to be bringing David Howley David Howley to the ICHC get your tickets now April 21st get your tickets now they have got uh, some terrific stuff going on Shane Hennessy just uh, finished up his deal uh, which was fantastic by the way uh, they've got the drowsy lads coming this weekend uh, on the set by the way let me pause for a minute I can't believe nobody corrected me. Uh, I mean, I know a lot of people listen to this show, and there are people that are floating around out there that love when I make a mistake. I can't believe nobody corrected this. But I, I for whatever reason, I was thinking this weekend was St. Patrick's Day. I, and it's usually because when I'm out in Arizona, St. Patrick's Day is like around or during the time that I'm there. And I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to get home in time for St. Patrick's Day. I can't believe nobody pointed out that. St. Patrick's Day isn't until March. Maybe somebody did, and I just missed it. So I'm thinking this weekend here on Friday the 17th, the the drowsy lads are going to be here. No better way to celebrate St. Patrick's Day, and I'm saying this, and nobody corrected me because normally people do. I guess everybody was just getting in the spirit, but uh, the ICHC, the Irish Cultural and Heritage Center, have the drowsy lads coming up this weekend, this Friday, and uh, <laughs> I'm an idiot because I was thinking, oh, my God, it's going to be a great day. It's going to be a fun day of all kinds of stuff going on with St. Patrick's Day and then heading out to the bars. And then afterwards, you end up with the drowsy lads and and here people are like, no, it's it's a month away, you moron. And I just didn't know. I didn't know. Ben, did you realize it when I was saying it? Nope. No, of course not. I think not. I was I answering a call because he asked me if I would come with you. And I didn't hear the first part of the question. So I know, right? As I normally do, I said yes. Yeah, you're like, yeah, what the hell? You Wisely. never show up. Yeah, you guys never show up. But yeah, I can't <laughs> I can't believe I completely missed that. I just I'm like, what an idiot. 
Uh, Kristen, of all people, she was listening yesterday, uh, two days ago on Monday after we got back from uh, Arizona. And she said, oh, by the way, why are you saying that St. Patrick's Day is this weekend? I said, because it's the 17th. Remember we were talking about it, it was going to be on a Friday and uh, we're going to go out with Budweiser and take the day off. And she goes, no, it's a month away. I'm like, what? Wait, we're taking a she- day off? So I'm mulling it over. Uh, Budweiser sends out limos. And they send, I told you, they send the buses with the bagpipers and the Guinness girls and all that kind of stuff. And they, we go to bars and you hit like 20 bars in 12 hours. And you start out at 7 a.m. and you go till 7 p.m. And you hit all these bars and you go in with the bagpipers and you give away beads and hats and shirts and you spread cheer and you give away beer. We buy beer for a lot of the people that are there and all that kind of stuff. And... (laughs) And I'm all fired up because I'm telling Kristen, hey, we, man, we got a full day where we got, uh, you know, Budweiser limo and all that kind of stuff. And then we got special spaces on Friday night and the gala. And boy, we got to be sober. She's like, what are you talking about? You're saying all this stuff on the air. And she's like, Bill, St. Patrick's Day is not till March. And I'm, I had to think about it for a minute. I'm like, oh, you're right. And I, that makes me a complete moron. <laughs> just. And then you shake your head and you want to tell everybody right away. You want to go, hey, just kidding. Psych. <laughs> Going back to the 80s. Psych. <laughs> so, uh, but I was, a, I was a moron, so I have to you have to come out and admit it. When you do stupid stuff, you have to admit it. Go to ICHC.net, though, for all the lineup, the musical lineup, which is absolutely fantastic. Uh, Shane Hennessy just rocked the house. Drowsy Lads coming up this weekend. Uh, you've got uh, uh, Alistair Frazier and Natalie Haas. Coming in April, they're going to be there. So just so many good things. Uh, Lunasa uh, coming uh, on March 5th and March 4th, by the way, J.P. Cormier and Dave Gunning. So it's a back-to-back. But for all the tickets, for all the great music and the concerts and such, right there at a magnificent building on Wisconsin Avenue in Milwaukee, right next to the Marquette campus, go to ICHC.net, ICHC.net, or just get a hold of our buddy Corey, 414-345-8800. And just tell him, say, hey, Corey, Bill Michaels is a moron. But we hear you got some great acts going on, and let, let give Corey a good laugh because he loves it when I screw that stuff up. So call Corey, 414-345-8800. There you go. Oh, my goodness. And now I'm getting reports. Uh, our buddy Rick says there's nothing worse uh, than the day after you drink green beer and have corned beef. Uh, <laughs> we already went, went from nipple piercings. We don't want to go into, uh, you know, movements, so to speak, the day after you have green beer. Uh, 877-867-1670. Hit us up. 877-867-1670. Um, well, it, this one is from uh, Jason who says, have you seen any of the mock drafts? I, By the way, first of all, let me start out by saying yes. I have seen some of the mock drafts, okay? Um, I've seen a lot of that take place. I know that it's it depends on what the Packers do and don't trade. Um, I understand all of that. Um, but I, you know, I'm not that into it just yet. I just started really kind of going through it. I know that uh, a lot of people are thinking about Brian Breeze, Breezy, the defensive lineman from Clemson. Um, somebody had talked about in the second round, uh, what was it? Derek Hall. He's from Auburn. Uh, I know that a lot of people, including myself, are looking at the, the tight end, the kid, uh, Mayer coming out of uh, Notre Dame. Uh, so, but I just, I just haven't gotten that into it yet. We're not even through the combine yet, you know. So I'm, we're not even we're not even there yet. But Brian but Branch is my guy, Bill. The safety at Alabama. Is it? 
Yeah. As uh, in the first round? At number, what are they, 15? 15, and then you yeah. go. There will be tight ends in the second round. They're not all going to go that early. So you have right. the Darnell. I, I want Darnell Washington. He's like Okay, if, but if you have two guys that are basically rated in the same area, who would you take? Would you go with the safety or would you go with the tight end? If it's Brian Branch or Michael or, or uh, Mayer? Mayer, yeah. Which would you go with? I, I would take Branch. I think he could be a more impactful player. And then I do, I mean, the, because they're so deep at tight end, a kid like Darnell Washington, you bring him in the building, you get him mm-hmm. a little more refined catching the ball, and, I mean, he could be he could be a force. There are a bunch of dudes right. like that. At safety, I don't know how deep it is after branch. Um, God, here we go. Opening up the Pandora's box, that is. Now, uh, Tom writes, uh, if the Packers trade with the uh, Raiders, do you think they could jump up and get a big offensive tackle? I really like the kid out of Northwestern. That's Peter Skaronsky. Um, he is highly touted. And he, he, from what I understand, can play both sides. So if you want to move on from Bakhtiari, he could be your left tackle. Uh, but he's, now, again, I've seen him play, and I've seen a li- very little film. I have not really gotten that deep into it. But when I was talking with Greg Cosell, out in Arizona, and Greg has been with NFL Films, does the draft, and does the NFL matchup show. He's really high on Skaronsky. He said, look, if you're going to move on from Bakhtiari, this is the guy you want to go with. This is the guy you want to get to. Uh, because he says he's unbelievably quick. His footwork is probably already uh, NFL ready. Uh, but they do like him because he can kind of go to either side. He can play either side. But he's been a terrific left tackle for Northwestern. So... If you now again, this is if you trade Aaron Rodgers and you get that seventh overall pick, then maybe that's the direction you go in, and then you can keep Mayer if you choose to go so. Or like you know Ben said, you go with uh, a big safety. You want to go in that direction, you can do that as well. So you know, I, to me, as long as you get better and you're taking the best player, um, fantastic. Now it was what Branch out of Alabama was the guy you liked. He's one of them. I, I mean, there are a lot. Right, if you're okay. midway through the first round, which they are not normally there, there, there's this kid coming out of Iowa too, Lucas Van Ness, defensive lineman who was a backup for them, weirdly, but he, uh-huh. he's a freak. He's ridiculous. I actually, I mean, from what I've seen following his career, I'm I'm kind of anti Skaronsky, and I, okay. I mentioned to you. I know you are. Some of the Wisconsin players that I had talked to on our show hadn't had uh, compared to other tackles they face. Let's say the most glowing reviews right where there were others where they said, okay, yeah, they were, they, they were much better, but would you go with Smith and Jigba out of Ohio state easily? He's incredible because he's another guy that's going to be there, but he's not expected to go high. He's like a low first round guy in the twenties, which I think is stupid, which is a little bit crazy. Um, The other kid that I like is Cam Smith, the corner out of South Carolina. And again, I don't want to get too deep into this. The corner out of South Carolina, uh, Gonzalez, the corner out of Oregon, the kid, the kid Gonzalez out of Oregon. Uh, when I started to talk about corners, just in case the Packers needed to go in that direction, because maybe, you know, Stokes is not going to be the guy we'll, we'll see after his injury. But that was one of the names that came up. Uh, that uh, uh, Witherspoon, the kid out of Illinois, is also kind of in that area. Um, and he's a guy that's, I like the fact that him, uh, because he's a playmaker, he's aggressive, and he's got good hands. 
his ball skills, uh, they say, are really, really good. So I, I, I'd like to see that. But that that's about as far as I get um, before I start to have my eyes roll back in my head when I'm really not concentrating on getting deep into the draft yet. So uh, 877-867-1670. Find us. If you got something to say, say it. We'll get back to the phone calls when we come back. We got a little bit off track. Stay tuned. A whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back to the program, Bill Michael Show. A couple of segments to go before we get out of here today. Thanks for taking a listen to us. I know Milwaukee, um, I guess they have some Admiral stuff going on. So uh, you can always find us, uh, for those that are asking, you can always track down the app. You can listen to us on, on you know YouTube. You can listen to us on Facebook. You can listen to us on uh, the link that pops up via uh, Twitter, on Twitch TV. But if you go to WOZN, The Zone in Madison, download that app, you can hear the show. And I think there's only maybe a 10, 15-second delay or something like that. It's not, it's not huge. Uh, but you can listen to us there as well, just, uh, just an FYI. By the way, uh, speaking of uh, finding us, if you can't find us, uh, Smoke on the Water, heading out that direction today. Got a few places I got to go to. Uh, Smoke on the Water has a fried chicken on Wednesdays. Yukon, golden mashed potatoes, butter corn, cornbread, muffins, all that kind of good stuff. Big fried chicken dinner coming up tonight. Delicious Wednesday special. Three pieces of the crispy fried chicken over at Smoke on the Water. Uh, that's on Okachi. Then they have Sloppy Joe's, which is fantastic. And I keep calling it a true old-fashioned Wisconsin-style pub where you can get one of the best old-fashioned you ever have. That's right there at uh, uh, on uh, Hubertus, in Hubertus, just east of Holy Hill. That's Sloppy Joe's. So either place, you can't go wrong. Can't go wrong in either place. Uh, let's get back to the phones. Let's talk to our buddy Gerard listening to us in Delaware. Gerard, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Hey, Bill, um, just uh, you, you brought up the draft. You know, just, uh, if Meyer's there from Notre Dame, now I'm a Notre Dame fan. I watched him his whole career. He's a uh, heavier, better blocking. I don't care. A- Andrews. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> How was the riots on the street there? Uh, were you there for that then? I saw some uh, get the hell out of here, buddy. <laughs> I was depressed as hell, lying on my floor face down. Uh, you know, At least you didn't riot. At least you didn't riot. Guys That's good. But anyway, but anyway <laughs> uh, I, uh, I wanted to say this about Rogers. Then I got something to talk about. Uh, Fars lawyer, what he said on one of the shows. Um, uh, as far as Rogers, you know, I, I think it's better a year too early than a year too late. If they can get what the rumors are, they can get for him. Okay, I'm not going to give them away for like they did with Farr for a third round pick or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'd right. suffer. I'd suffer another year of the nonsense, you know, and the whole bit. But the thing I wanted to get to, uh, uh, Jason Whitlock, who I respect, uh, he had Farr's lawyer on, and if you guys watch this, it's it's pretty amazing. He said that he went to Shannon Sharp, uh, his lawyer, and asked him to apologize and retract what he said, and he refused to. Then he said he went uh, – well, he didn't go to McAfee. But he said Ma- the problem with McAfee is he doubled down on what right. he said about Favre. And he and, and to paraphrase what he said, he said, 
he's basically going to put uh, McAfee bankrupt in court if he if he can, yeah, yeah, and and you know uh, this is the the this is why I don't I, I can't stand the debate shows. I don't watch them. I see the I see podcast stuff. You know what I mean? I'll go through it mm-hmm. real quick. But uh, but I can't take it anymore because these guys feel they have the right just to say these outrageous things about people, Bill. Mm-hmm. And you know, you you have a talk show. It's it's quite different. You know what I mean? It, it's yeah. like you're topical. It's very different. You're opinionated. You know that's a lot different than saying verbatim that this guy did this. And you know, really, you, you can't just this has to stop. It really does. And it's it, interesting, it, it, though, it, Gerard, because, uh, you know, and, and I appreciate it. So let me explain this uh, for those that don't know. Appreciate the phone call. So far. <laughs> <You're just mad. laughs> so Brett Favre, his people are suing Pat McAfee, Shannon Sharp, and then the audit, the state auditor from Mississippi, for dragging his name through the mud because of all of the welfare fraud allegations, okay? So Favre has basically denied this, and it's been reported for a long time that Favre was a part of this, and they released everything from voicemails to text messages, I guess. And it it looks terrible for Favre. I mean, it looks like he knew he was stealing money, he didn't want it to come out, and so the fact that he has not been charged, I think at this point says a lot, but it, it looks bad. They're, they're not fighting the, the, the public outrage. What they're fighting is, is the guys that have doubled down to basically say Favre's a scum, and anything they can find that somebody says that maybe isn't true they're claiming defamation and such, okay? So when it comes to McAfee and and Shannon Sharp, they're suing them to get them to shut up. And I McAfee has been ruthless in his, you know, pursuit of Red Favre. I mean, just anything and everything. And McAfee says it kind of off the cuff, but we all know he's followed by many. We, we get that. Um, but he has been hard on Favre. He's one of the only people that have been unbelievably hard on Favre. Not to say that's a terrible thing, because if this is all true, it's it's as somebody who works on the board of a charity, it's it's terrible. You know, it's terrible that it, you know that money is being taken away from those in need and appropriated somewhere else. So I get it. But they're trying to get McAfee and Sharp and everybody to apologize and say no, this isn't true, or we have, we're sorry for what we said. We'll wait for the process to play out. And McAfee was like, go F yourself. If you're even remotely involved in this, you're a scumbag. And I mean, he doubled down. And so that's kind of what's going on. Now, we'll see if this thing goes, you know, the distance when it comes to hearings and such. Because if you're going to sue, um, and I've, I've learned this, you know, I mean, I've, I've, I've talked to people that have been through this. Go back to when Roger Clemens sued. You have to have either the proof that they have on you is fabricated or false or misleading. And you have to prove that you have been financially harmed by this. Which we all know once you're a celebrity of some type that you can be financially harmed by this kind of claim. So um, I'm going to be really interested to see what all comes out. 
Because believe me, with the money from FanDuel and, you know, behind him, McAfee is going to have a team, a bevy of high-end attorneys that are going to come after Favre six ways from Sunday. And he is then going to have to explain everything, which is maybe what some people want. They want to get him on the record and say, you know, hey, what did you and did you not do? And if he can't, you know, kind of negotiate his way out of this to say he was completely unknowing, he's kind of an unwilling participant in all of this, unknowing participant, if he can't prove that, then, first of all, the, the lawsuit would become, you know, moot. And secondly, anything he says there could then be used against him in a, a criminal case should they decide to file, file that against him in Mississippi. So he's got to be really, really sure of things or have a lot of things on his side for him to say, I'm going to come out and sue. I, I'm, I find it fascinating. But I'm more so than anything, I'm waiting for it to play out. Yes, Ben. I was going to retroactively say allegedly at the end of every statement you made, just so we don't also <laughs> enter the crosshairs. Right, we don't. Just so, yeah, right. you know, the, this is what's being said. My only we can a, only know what's being reported. Yeah. My only official statement on the matter is I hope he did not also hire Patrick Reed's lawyer. <laughs> right. Otherwise, he's just suing everybody, and everybody's going to be officially <laughs> subpoenaed on any holiday upcoming. Right? I think that's probably the premise we're looking at here. While Patrick Reed continues to... Allegedly cheat. Allegedly cheat. Yep. Uh, final segment of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Bill Michael Show. Continuing on on this Wednesday, it's uh, kind of a weird day, no huddle tonight, so we're just off to do our own things tonight, so uh, I'm just going to sit back and catch whatever's on the tube, sports-wise, uh, do a little work, a lot of work tonight, a lot of, a lot of different stuff to get done, but I'm um, looking forward to it. Um, ben Kenny, let's uh, bring Ben in, and uh, is there anything we missed today that we have not talked about? We talked about the Badgers, talked about the Bucks, talked about Marquette's upcoming game against Xavier. Got Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, in the darkness, going into the darkness. I believe, a, if I'm not mistaken, he said tomorrow. Careful. We talked Careful. about all that. He never that. said tomorrow. He said in the future. In the future. Okay. <laughs> what, what a jag. Can't put it uh, so, so anyway, uh, is there anything else we missed of, uh, of importance? There's a, there's a lot of stuff going on. You mentioned what we're doing tonight. The Netflix documentary on the PGA Tour season last year came out today. I think it's eight parts, 45 minutes. Really? And I I figure a lot of people don't care, but for those that do or could be interested, I cannot wait to watch it. I've been looking forward to it. What's the name of it? What's the name of it? It's called Full Swing on Netflix. Okay. So uh, th- That means i got to get Netflix again. I have to have to look into that, I guess. I let Netflix, Hulu and Netflix piss me off. They keep raising the prices. They just send you that little thing at the beginning of the year saying, hey, by the way, it's going to go up 20 bucks. Uh, and then all of a sudden you see your bill. Uh, and you're not getting anywhere, anything near what you're, you're, you're paying for. And suddenly the commercials have overwhelmed the programming. So I'm like, why am I paying for this if the commercials are overwhelming the programming? Because it was supposed to be commercial free. Anyway, 
Uh, so I guess I got to go get it again if I'm going to watch a documentary. Oh, you know what? I think Kristen has it. Maybe I'll just use her account. Maybe I'll do that. I could try to find some back channel ways to yeah. get it to you. If you get it, let me know. But I'm excited for that. Because uh, I'd like to see it. The reviews have been pretty good. And hopefully, okay. like, like the F1 show, for me at least, hopefully it brings right. a lot of people just overall interest because of how interesting Netflix can present it all. That happened. We mentioned Hunter Dickinson in Michigan last night. I don't know. Right? I don't know if you had the volume on on your television, but he walked in to the stadium with a ski mask on because he was quote coming to steal a win for Michigan. Now, I will note what what ended up happening was he, he had a good first half. He goes to the locker room, Bill, and he's he's taunting the fans. He's going crazy. He's he's riling the place up, and then after halftime. He scored two points. He didn't make a basket in the second half. He 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 performed one of the biggest disappearing acts I've ever seen mm-hmm. from a dude that talks that much. Uh, and then Michigan lost, and they did not steal anything. Okay, I I, did, I mean I knew the ski mask thing because you and I talked about it earlier, but I didn't realize the uh, the taunt that was, and then the fact that he pretty much cowered away and didn't really pay attention to that in the second half. Um, but it was good to see the. The, the Badgers get a win, gut out a win. So that was nice. It was. I, I still can't believe they didn't score for the last 11 minutes of the game. Anyway, uh, a win's a win. Calvin Ridley, the Jaguars wide receiver, formerly of the Falcons, one that has mm-hmm. been suspended, has applied for reinstatement. I will ask you, what do you think the odds are that he gets reinstated? What? Um, how many times has he been suspended now? Once. Just for the gambling thing. Yeah. Um, I thought he was suspended for something else prior to that. Maybe not. Maybe I'm mixing him up. But the gambling thing, I I think he gets reinstated um, because of... I don't necessarily say the way... Because the, the way he did it, he was just dumb. He was an idiot. And But I bet you he gets reinstated. I mean, they they killed Paul Horning for a year. They'll kill Calvin Ridley for a year, right? I mean, the precedent's already set there. Yeah, I think he'll be back. I also don't think the Jaguars would have traded for him without some knowledge that he will be back. Right, I agree. Otherwise, they would have stayed away. Yeah, I I think he's back. Um, Like I said, the precedent is, going back to Paul Horning, you bet on it, even in a, a peripheral way, yeah, okay. You, you're done for a year. You need to go away. We need to come down hard, and now you're going to come back, and and shame on you, but you will never touch a betting site again. Um, so, and, and yeah, I, I think he's back. I, he's had some other issues, but I think he's back. I think they reinstate him. I think he says, I'm mentally clear. I'm I'm not doing the gambling thing in that direction anymore. I'm I'm good to go. I'll be a good boy, and I'll give him a second chance. And after, I mean, they've given other guys that have done much more egregious things chances so my assumption is he's going to be back Deshaun Watson is in the league and making all the money he's making I don't know how you can when you are championing gambling and obviously it's against the rules so he suffered Mm -hmm. the consequences right when gambling is as big a part of your league as it is right it's something you got to soften up on when you have three or four of the main stages at Super Bowl in the media center are all by gambling when caesars was there 
DraftKings was there, FanDuel was there, BetOnline.ag was there, when all of those have major stages. And many of the big shows are brought to you by those. You can't then turn around and say, we'll never allow you back into the league. So, yeah, I think he gets back in. Um, One more. And I I thought we could do an interesting thought experiment here. So Wisconsin just recently, actually, like 25 minutes ago, 30 minutes ago, lost their new tight ends coach, Gino Guadogli, to Notre Dame. It was a guy Mm -hmm. that was with Fickle, came over. Now he's going to be the quarterback's coach and have a more prominent role at Notre Dame. He was the tight ends coach or had signed on to be the tight ends coach here at Wisconsin. I have some names that I think could replace him. I want to know what you think of these names. Um, They all have Wisconsin ties, as we've learned is so important. And they all have experience at Wisconsin previously coaching the position. Number one uh, is Mickey Turner who just recently uh, left Wisconsin, I guess was ushered mm-hmm. out by Fickle when he came in. He was their tight end coach right. last year. You have Chris Herring, the much maligned special teams coordinator from two years ago and tight ends coach that Paul Christ probably should have fired but never fired. And then you have the legendary former Wisconsin tight ends coach, Paul Christ, who is currently not coaching. <laughs> My guess is going to be all three uh, big no. Well, you don't think they get a line on on Chris, wherever he is, and bring him back from whatever cabin he's hanging out in? No, I I think all three. I mean, no. Uh, I I would be, I'm not going to say shocked, but I would be somewhat surprised if any of those names began to surface. Uh, Once out the door, you're out the door. Unless, of course, you're leaving to be a head coach somewhere else, and then you call up and say, hey, it didn't work out here. Can I come back if you have an opening? Beyond that, once you're fired, they don't really bring fired dudes back. So I don't think that's going to happen. All right. Hey, one more thing before we leave today. Do you know what today is? Wednesday. It is National Wisconsin Day. <laughs> Did you know that? I don't mean to. There's a National Wisconsin Day? I didn't know it either. Is that one of know the things either. that they just add to Wikipedia when you search what is today? Like, oh, it's, guess, it's National yeah. Cream Cheese on the backside of a bagel day. <laughs> I Crap. guess. Uh, I was cool. told by a few people, did you know what today is? Uh, it is National Wisconsin Day. Uh, February 15th, National Wisconsin Day. Celebrating the state of Wisconsin and all that it has to offer in its agricultural and dairy history. And uh, I've seen it now because I've kind of looked at it a couple of times on some of the posts that were on Facebook. But sure enough, it's National Wisconsin Day. So who knew? Who knew? So I'm which, you know, maybe that's the reason that that Rogers wanted to wait until after National Wisconsin Day to go into the darkness, because you got to celebrate this. Right. The Wisconsin (laughs) guy he is at heart. Oh, I know. Through and through. I know. Yeah. I just see him sitting in a pair of jams, flip-flops on that deck that he has by the pool of Malibu, cheese head on, <laughs> watching joggers go by, kayakers pass, manatees. So did you hear about the Epstein files? <laughs> That'll do it. We're going to be back at it again tomorrow. Until then, enjoy your evening. Time for us to go. Have <laughs> a good one. Woo! The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.